What's up, everybody? This is Joey. This is the, I think, uh, 12th episode, something like that. Anyway, it's April 8th, Oshpod. You know the deal. On the other end of the call is uh, Alex. Alex, what's up, man? Hey, not too much. Not How's too it going? Much, eh? It's good. No complaints. Um, so tell me, what's your, uh, what's your festival story, man? That's how I lead every show. So I may as well lead it like that with you, too. All right. Um, my festival story. First time I went to Oshiega was uh, 2013. Um, uh, it was great. I was like 17. And uh, it was like, that was just like a crazy experience because it was the old grounds. So you had the dual stage set up. And other than that, I didn't really explore the festival that much. Um, I, just, I just kind of camped between those two stages and, and spent the entire festival there, um, which worked out really well. I bought tickets in 2014 and 2015, but couldn't make it just due to work stuff. Um, and then up going again last year for the first time in a few years other than that just have been to a few like local toronto fests uh like north by northeast uh i've pretty much gone every year to that um well since 2013 uh, when i kind of started going and i went to the nationals homecoming festival in cincinnati last year uh, which is a total blast so i have never heard of north by northeast i just had to pull that up obviously that's a play on uh north south by southwest yeah. yeah or sorry south by southwest yeah i know there's a guy I haven't released the episode yet, but he's from Texas, and he's like all about South by. This is cool, actually. This is this in Toronto. Yeah, it's in Toronto. So basically, um, <laughs> they have these free concerts that are downtown, uh, at, like in uh, Dundas Square. It looks uh, like it's few- like yeah, right outside. That's this is dope looking. Yeah, you know, it's re- it's really fun. And like some years, they get really cool artists playing there. Um, like I think uh, going back to 2013 again, uh, saw Billy Talent, uh, the National. Um, in 2014, uh, St. Vincent played. Uh, 2015, uh, Born Ruffians were there. Um, and uh, throughout the city, they also have just like lots of other smaller uh, venue events. It cut- hey, sorry, everybody. We got cut off there. Uh, Al has managed to um, uh, jiggle some permissions around on his phone, and we're back. So we, we're talking about, uh, yeah, North by Northeast. So you're saying you saw Billy Talent in 2013. How was that? Because that they were big uh, back in 2013, right? Not that they're not big now, but they haven't put anything like serious out in a while. Yeah, no, that was that was actually wild. Um, so the, back in 2013, like they closed down, like they they still closed down the square, but like then they really closed it down in like some of the adjacent streets uh, for spillover. So it was it was actually wild. Like the crowd there was massive. Uh, there's a lot of moshing going on, like, like, like small moshes, like little, little baby moshes, but like still moshes. Um, uh, back then I was like a skinny little kid basically. So like that was the <laughs> first time I crowd surfed. So that was pretty, that was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, it was, it, that's just like one of those like teenage summer nights where, you know, you, you've got like warm vodka from someone's like backpack and a water bottle that someone like stole from like their parents, like <laughs> probably <laughs> so that was uh yeah no that, that that was that was a fun uh, that was a fun show I, I think at the time they had four records out so they had Billy Talent one two and three and whichever record came out after that um but it was it was an it was an all right show that's uh one thing I was in Toronto on the weekend for a Raptors game and that's one thing I was saying to my girlfriend that there's a lot of stuff I like about Toronto when I'm there for like a day or a night or a weekend and that's um, that's probably like chief among them is the kind of the the outdoor like the outdoor entertainment and the opportunity to see like cool stuff like that especially as a kid like I wish when I was younger I had an opportunity to do stuff like that I'm from Hamilton so it's like a mid major city but there's not a lot of uh, 
I don't know what's the most diplomatic way to put it. Not a lot of a draw for big acts like Billy Talent because there did be a major one, right? Like we had uh, this festival, and we still do it every year. But like it's it's I think probably not as big as it could be the Art Crawl and Super Crawl and stuff like that, which a lot of people want to come to, and it's not bad. There's some decent music, decent bands, but the biggest act we've had in the last like I don't know it's five six years probably Sam Roberts, and he's good, but he's not like. A list, you know what I mean? He's A list Canadian, but he's not like A A list. Billy Talent probably back when they were big was probably A list. Definitely, you know, and and Sam Roberts band. I saw them back in 2015 in Ottawa, and uh, yeah, it was it was a great show. They played at um at the TD place, um, but uh, yeah, no, but Billy Talent back when Billy Talent was big was pretty damn big. So, given that you are a Billy Talent guy. Uh, we'll move to the card for this year's festival. Are you going three days this year? What are you, what are you doing for, uh, for your ticket? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do all three days. Um, I, I, I feel like if, if you're going, you pretty much have to do the three days. Yeah, well, look, I, th- there's like part of me that says by the Sunday, how much am I really enjoying the festival? Like I'm there having a good time, but like, I'm pretty tired, pretty hungover if I'm being honest. And yeah, pro- probably also like damaged knees, back and ankles, but yeah, you're right for the vo- for the value. Like the three days is easily the best, uh, the best sell, especially cause like we live pretty close to each other, but coming from this far, you can't go for two days unless you're going to like see the city or something. But I don't know, like I'm not taking a week off of work to go walk around downtown Montreal and like old Montreal and all that. It's not really my thing. Are you, do you guys stay longer when you go or do you just go for the three? Uh, last year I came up on the Thursday and left on the Monday. I think this year I'm going to come up on the Thursday and leave on the uh, Tuesday. Trying, trying to leave on the Monday. I was, I was so hungover on the Monday morning. It was just yeah. like three, four days of like nonstop drinking. I, uh, the, 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 the drive home Monday hurt. It's tough. There's no other way to put it. It was brutal. It is tough. Do you drive or you get someone else to drive? I, I drove last year. This year I'm going to take the train. Ah, uh, good idea, man. Like I said in another episode, I'm trying to convince my, my couple buddies to take the train this year, but I don't think they're going to bite. Like, we'll end up driving probably. Not that it matters. I drove the first few years. I don't drive anymore. But yeah, the the thing I kind of want to do this year is stay the Tuesday because it's, it's a holiday here. Like, that Monday driving back is a nightmare. It's like 13 hours to get back. And like, you, you at least get to get off in Toronto. I yeah. still have to drive another hour after that, an hour and change with the traffic. It's rough, man. So yeah, the, trying trying to go down to Hamilton after that would uh, that that, uh, that last stretch is just so bad. Yeah, man, because you feel like you've done the the meat and potatoes of the drive, and it's just still so far away. But anyway, I digress. I don't want to bore people with my like shitty commuting stories because God knows I have plenty of them. Uh, <laughs> so what what is your uh, what is your big uh, draw this year then? Because I get the feeling like most of the time by by like ten minutes into the show, I have like kind of a feel for what people like in terms of music and you've mentioned a few acts that strike me as uh probably kind of kind of strike me as you strike me as a guy who's got like probably the right kind of music taste for this year's festival because there's a lot of those sort of uh i don't i wouldn't call them like uh hard rock acts like billy talent but sort of bands in the same vein so why don't you let me know who you're uh you know who, who you're really coming to see yeah so i think this year the artists um i I, i've kind of broken them down day by day but the on 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 the uh, first day friday the artists i'm most excited to see are probably flume interpol uh gucci main is is iconic like even even if like gucci main i'm I'm not huge on 
all of his music over the, over the last couple of years, especially since he uh, got out of, uh, out of prison. It's like, yeah, okay, it's fine. Um, <laughs> but but it's Gucci Mane. You have to see him. Um, you got Kurt Vile there, uh, who who hopefully will be a lot of fun, especially like in a festival format. Um, you got Mitski there. Uh, Denzel Curry should be wild. Um, Codaline is there uh, when you need to sit down and eat something. Uh, Joji is... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, you know, like everyone still misses the pink guy stuff, but Joji's all right. Uh, you got JPEG Mafia there uh, for everyone else who's terminally online. Uh, Sharon Von Etten uh, is a uh, great artist. Uh, you got Dear Rouge, uh, Bayon, and and Roy Juno. So that that's kind of Friday. Um, so you've got like a lot of really not not big big acts, but big enough acts, and like some very small acts. There's really not that many people that are like in between. If that if that makes any sense, there's 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 no middle class on on uh, on Friday, and there's really no even like upper class. You've got like an upper middle class of musicians <laughs> and like a bottom class, and and that's and that's kind of that's kind of Friday. Um, I'll I'll go, I'll go through Saturday and Sunday, and then we'll kind of talk about maybe who is playing as a whole. But on Saturday, uh, definitely, I I actually did not know the Chemical Brothers all that well until I started checking them out because I saw that they were headlining. Uh, but Chemical Brothers are a lot of fun. Um, I really, I haven't cared for Logic in years. I'm going to be honest. Um, but it would be interesting to see them, uh, I guess. <laughs> um, City and Color uh, should be, again, I guess. I'm uh, fine. Whatever. Saturday, I think Saturday is my least favorite day. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I got to hear your thoughts on uh, what's, what's his game there, City and Color, when we're finished this, this lineup rundown. Because I'm curious about what your take on those guys are. But go ahead. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no problem. Uh, Janone uh, had a great record last year, Dirty Computer. Um, so I think she should be good. Uh, Beach House is is iconic indie. Um, I haven't seen them yet, so that should actually be a lot of fun. I'm gonna get really high for that one. Uh, young, <laughs> young the Giants. Uh, they're they're very cool. Uh, two feet. Um, that should be an exciting uh, set. Uh, after he had to unfortunately drop out last year. Uh, Saba, uh, good old Oshawa guy. Uh, you've got U.S. Girls. I saw them last year at um, a small festival. The uh, how was it Royal Mountain Botanical Gardens Festival? Something That's like in that Hamilton, down there. Royal Botanical yeah. Gardens. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that that was uh, that was really good. I saw like that was like Mac DeMarco was there last year and and everything like that. So that was good. Uh, Yellow Days. Um, he should be a lot of fun. And you've got an enemy, um, an enemy, an enemy, and whatever. Uh, and, and they've got a couple good singles as well. Uh, Sunday Gambino. Uh, I, I'm so spoiled by this. So I've been a Gambino fan since like 2009, 2010-ish. Um, okay. Like a long, long time Gambino fan. Um, and uh, I hadn't been able to see him until last year. And that, you know, he said it was his last tour. He's not coming back. This is the end, whatever. Uh, and I'm like, okay, well, I got to see him once at least. So being able to see him again, uh, even if it's from like the back of a festival, um, should be awesome. You've got Tame and Paolo there who are, you know, I'm not a big Currents fan, but everything else is cool. I have a lot of uh, excitement for this new record. Um, so it should be really cool to see them. Um, I really don't care for Hozier, but I'll watch that set. Uh, Metric should be fun. You got Mac DeMarco, who's absolutely wild. Um, Boy Pablo, it's kind of like a meme, but is fine. Uh, Real Estate is great. And you've got Taylor Bennett, who's, uh, we didn't get Chance the Rapper, but we got Chance the Rapper's younger brother, whose best songs are songs that feature Chance, but that doesn't matter. I'm sure the talent's 
there. <laughs> so you you jumped like four lines on the Sunday thing. You had you had a pretty good. Uh, you were you were like in thick on Saturday and Sunday, and then, or Saturday and Friday, and then you jumped from basically I think Mac all the way down to Boy Pablo. It's like three lines. So Sunday obviously is the the worst day for you. Sunday is my day where I'm just going to kind of explore the fest and just walk off the hangover for I think the first first section of the day. Yeah, I don't blame you for that. I I want to. I usually say. Uh, like at the end of these shows, everyone gives me like a line during the show. I mean, unknowingly, they're not doing it on purpose, or maybe they are. I have no idea, but unknowingly, gives me a line that I want to throw on a T-shirt. And so you've already given it to me this early in the in the pod, and it's Gucci Mane is iconic. Can you can you tell me uh, what your line for iconic is, and how did he, how did he uh, manage to get over it? What what was my line for? Well, I mean, like. It's, it's really just staying power. Um, and it, it's, it's also hustle. Like, again, like I'm not like the world's like biggest fan of, of Gucci Mane, but like you have to respect somebody that puts up all of this, like just a, a, a huge amount of music. I, I mean, we're not talking like little Wayne levels of putting stuff out, but put out like a, a ton, a ton of music, a ton of features goes to prison for what, like two years is still writing while he's in prison, writes an autobiography, which how much of that, may have been you know editorialized or, or ghostwritten may, might be up to debate but writes a book comes out drops you know like what like five albums or mixtapes like pretty rapidly gets Something married like yeah. yeah yeah it's like you, you, and, and it's and it's still billing crazy high um despite not necessarily being as culturally significant or, or radio present as he was um a few years ago it's like that that does kind of put you into that kind of icon status the same way that like again like i, I mentioned little wayne um and uh, there's a lot of little wayne music i do think is is near unlistenable even if he has some amazing um rap <laughs> during the height of his career and kind of the bling era but um just just the the amount of output um just consistently i, th- I think just kind of puts them into that status like if you have a chance to see gucci man you, you have to see gucci man is it possible that uh, Gucci Mane? This is maybe this might be the most controversial thing said on any episode so far. But is this okay. is is it possible that Gucci Mane uh, is the pioneer of the mainstream face tattoo? Oh, I I don't know. It's it's hard because there there were a few rappers from from that kind of bling era, like ringtone rap era, that that did have that. Um, like did didn't Ti have a face tattoo at one point? I mean, he might have. Still, but it, sh- it sure yeah. shit wasn't an ice cream cone. <laughs> no, no, this is, this is true. This is true. This is true. I think, yeah. I mean, like if if he's not directly responsible, he definitely helped push that entirely. So we we, we can blame uh, Gucci Mane for uh, I don't know Little Zan. Oh, <laughs> what a time to be alive! What a time to be yeah. alive! Face, face tattoos are on everyone who's on the radio. You said something else. Uh, or actually, it was by omission that I'm interested. The Lumineers, okay? So there's been uh, mixed reviews on the sub, mixed reviews in the sub chat, mixed reviews on this show, and I think mixed reviews on almost every social media thing I go to, Twitter, Instagram, it's all the same. Are you a Lumineers? Uh, I don't know what the best way to put it is, but let's, let's just say this. If Flume and Interpol are playing at 8 until 9.30 or something, are you going to the Lumineers show to finish your night or no? um i will well, it depends on, it depends how drunk i am to be honest um i think yeah I would, I would, if i would probably go see the lumineers the, th- the thing is i saw the lumineers in 2013 uh they were oshega 2013 they kind of played like a middle of the day thing and 
they were kind of boring. They did this kind of shtick where they came into the crowd and they all brought like their instruments down. And I think the drummers uh, stayed up on stage or the drummer um, and everyone else just kind of went with the crowd and the sound, which isn't entirely their fault, but the sound kind of got m- like mushed to shit. Uh, you couldn't see anything, even with the cameras. Like, and I was down in the crowd, but like looking up at the screens, like you just saw heads. Um, so I, I'm still a little bit bitter about that set. And I, it's not like I dislike the Lumineers music. I think that first record is extremely charming. Um, the second album is mostly forgettable aside from a couple of singles that are really good. Uh, like there's that like a piano line in Orphelia that is, that is really, it's cute. It's, it's great. Um, and this new song, Gloria, it's, it's, a, it's a cute, charming kind of song. But I don't know. I, I, would, like, I, I don't think they're a bad band. Um, but I do think they should not be a headliner. I also think their booking agent is, is, is God level skills uh, at, at this point because they're headlining everywhere. So I'm not anti Lumineers. I'm just kind of whelmed by them. I don't know. Like I, I asked somebody else this. So you're obviously a little more well versed in their catalog than the other people I've had on. But I know for me, I, I can't name. I might be able to like hum the tune to another song by them, but other than that, uh, Hey Ho song, I can't think of like another song I heard on the radio by them and didn't like immediately change it. And so I, I like, I don't know how much of their stuff is still playing on stations like the edge for those who are not in Southern Ontario, the edge is like the sort of rock indie slash, I don't know. It's, it's, it's the channel that would play the Lumineers station that would play the Lumineers. And I don't hear a lot of them on there. So who's like, if you're not tuned into the Lumineers on like, spotify and paying attention to their releases how how are you hearing this stuff like do you have any idea how that might like you said the agent is getting them out there but like i know the other headliners even if i don't like them and these guys i don't i don't know too much about what they've been doing the last like four or five years Uh, yeah it's it's weird so i think like when that first record came out it was at the end of the new folk era right um and you had basically um mumford and sons were massive at the time mm-hmm. um you had uh this kind of british new folk scene um that was dying off with bands like okerville river and blitz and trevor actually i think those bands are both american but then you had like bands like no on the whale or whatever which w- had changed their sound up a little bit so i think i think there was an appetite for a band like the lumineers um i mean and i think the same around the same time uh, the head and the, like the head band the head and the heart were also dropping uh, kind of similar music and um yeah i i just think they got big because of that and again oh hey was everywhere and one single is really enough to carry a band to moderate success on an, on the next record and the next record i mean orphelia was also not as big of a single but big enough on alt radio and folk radio and like serious exam and playlists and whatever that it has apparently uh, been <laughs> enough to carry them um, to being able to at least sell festivals on the idea that this third record is big. Cause I don't know if this third record will actually be big or nearly as commercially successful. I, and I know it's a different era now with the streaming era and the fact that like, we have so few actual music stores. Um, you know, not every mall has, you know, a sunrise to replace the HMVs that closed, right? Um, and the people going to independent record stores are probably not buying Lumineers records. So 
I, I, I think maybe festivals got sold on, on the idea of, of these guys being as big as they were in 2015 and 2013. Um, yeah, so that's the only really conclusion I, I can come to. I was just about to ask, you beat me to the punch, but I was going to ask uh, if these guys would have been nearly as successful if they had started releasing records. I mean, even if the era and the appetite lined up like you described, would they have been nearly as successful in the Spotify streaming era as they were in the sort of back half of the, uh, I don't know, 2013 or 2012 would have been like, uh, the, you know, people probably torrenting and just starting to buy music on iTunes. I don't know if they would have been. So, yeah. They, Def- I mean, they still definitely not. Either. Definitely not. They, they might be the I, show. Yeah, you, I mean, we'll we'll have to see. I mean, I I haven't seen them in well like six years, right? So I mean, there's there's a good chance that because they are putting on so many festival sets that they will make their show grander and bigger, um, and you know maybe a little bit more boisterous or anthemic or something. Um, because if if they get up there and they play some you know kind of quiet folk songs. I don't, I like, I don't, I don't think people are really going to to love that. I mean, like, the the bands leading up are are again Flume and Interpol. Like, you've got Interpol, like these two thousands New York rockers that are awesome, very loud, and and can do a lot with just you know four people. Uh, Flume is a fantastic producer and electronic musician, right? So like, you you've got these two noisy acts right before them, so if people are waiting for the Lumineers, they're going to get what they want, but everyone else, you know, like you, you would think the Lumineers would be a little bit more elbows out just because they are playing beside so many acts that are uh, big, despite not being big. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think, uh, I think you're right about that. I, I kind of looked at this lineup and I was saying to myself that, you know, having been to a few of these festivals now, one of the things I always think about is would I stay and watch this show like you described, tired, late at night, and even better, if it starts raining during one of these shows, am I sticking around or am I going? And I'm looking across the headliners on all the nights. Chemical Brothers, I'll probably stay. I'm not a big Logic guy either, but I think I'd probably stay for that if I was. It's at least going to be high energy. City yeah. and Color, I don't know, man. That that like, I don't think the rain. The rain would definitely not help keep me there, and I, I might start heading for the subway. Same with Hozier. But Lumi, yeah. and Hosier, man. Like if if you get a couple of uh, a couple of cold nights or a couple of rainy nights, I I don't know. I, I the the thing about Oshiega too is that they do a great job. They've done this in the past. They did this with um, uh, uh, who was it last year? One of these SoundCloud rappers. I walked by the show like halfway through, and people were so disappointed with this guy because he was playing a bunch of songs back to back to back and. Like it wasn't even his stuff. It was like some other little pump song or something like that that he's playing, and people awesome. were yeah, people didn't like it. Right, <laughs> but but if you look at the Oshega uh, media from that show, it looked like it was the greatest hour of uh, you know in the lives of ten thousand people who were at that stage. But I know it was not. They know yeah. it was not, and they 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 spun it right. So I'd be curious. I kind of want to see what happens with the Lumineers and City in Color, anyways. So are you gonna are you gonna say the same thing about City and Color you just said about the Lumineers? The kind of their uh, maybe yeah a bridge yeah. too far. Um, City and Color, I I get why they're there and I get why they're so high on on the billing just because they are a Canadian act. Dallas Green's known for you know a myriad of stuff between Alexis on Fire again City and Color. Uh, you had that you and me thing that he did with Pink a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. I mean like he he's a bigger Canadian musician. Um, that being said, I also kind of lump him in with like the kind of boring festival set thing that the Lumineers might 
be. Um, he's got some good songs. City and Color has some good kind of quiet songs. <sighs> yeah, that's that's pretty much where where I stick them. Uh, I I don't know. Saturday is a weekday for me, honestly. Saturday is a pretty weekday. Are you not a Young the Giant guy? I am a I am a big Young the Giant guy, but I mean, like you got Young the Giant and Beach House. I think those are the bands I'm most excited to see because um, Young the Giant, they those guys can can fucking rock. They're great. Um, yeah, they're, they're um, a great band. Uh, people don't give them enough credit. I, I haven't seen any almost any buzz about them on the sub or on Twitter, so I don't know where uh, the Young the Giant fans are. But that's going to be a great show. Yeah, I think I think I think the Young the Giant fans are around. I just don't know how many diehard young the giant fans there are if that makes sense like I, I think if you ask most people they probably say oh yeah i like young like young the giant or like a couple songs but i don't know how many people are are chomping at the bit uh to go to oceaga to see them there i hope they're an afternoon set uh i've said a couple of times and i i know the people i go with my one buddy and i usually go together and we always say like it's really good man to have especially on a hot day you get to the park at like one o'clock, one thirty. Hit the main stages, get a couple of beers, and listen to whatever like good rock act is playing. And in the past, the festivals done you know a great job scheduling like Gary Clark Jr., Cage the Elephant. They had uh, Gallagher last year, two years ago. I forget which year. Um, a number of these these acts, right? Portugal the Man, Chromio. Like those acts are so good to see in the afternoon when it's when it's really really hot and sitting color. Yeah probably as much as i don't like them they might be all right for that i, th- I hope young the giant gets a gets a, a big stage uh or a big a big crowd and a big stage because those guys deserve it they're a good band they got a lot of good songs i think at the very least they're probably on my list of acts where if i heard a tune on the radio i wouldn't change it i'd, I'd let it play and there's and you know what that's doesn't sound like a lot but these days where you can skip through spotify and itunes basically at a whim uh it's saying something i think for most people like our age yeah, no, I, I I definitely agree with that. I mean, and the young young the giant. I mean, every single one of their records has some great songs on it. Like even even if I'm not huge on every single one of their records, like each one, there I can pick off at least five or six songs that I think are just fantastic. Um, if they have like a good afternoon set, like a good fifty minutes to just rock out, all for it. Yeah, that'd be sick. You said Flume too, which I'm surprised because I I wouldn't have pegged you for uh, a Flume guy. But give me, give me your, uh, your sort of, you know, what, what's the draw for you for Flume? And then if you have a couple other EDM acts or electronic acts you want to talk about, I'm all ears, man, because there hasn't been a ton of uh, EDM fandom on, on this show so far. Uh, truthfully, not a huge EDM guy. Uh, sorry, but um, Flume, Disappointing. I, think, I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, th- I, think, I think the appeal with Flume is that uh, Flume has... Uh, a lot of alternative elements to their music. And they also do like, you know, different features with different artists and that kind of thing. Like, I mean, uh, there's been crossovers in the past with like uh, Glass Animals on that uh, song. I think, was it last year? Or was it 2017? Uh, that song, Fantastic. Uh, that song. And, and it, yeah. And, and uh, like there were a couple EPs around that time that were great. That recent mixtape is awesome. Like it's glitchy and it's weird. Um, like Flume isn't, as straightforward i think as some other edm artists are that's not to say that they don't have some tracks that are a little bit more straightforward um but there's so many different alternative elements to their music that are that are really smart um yeah and i I just think that's kind of the appeal uh just just the kind of weirdness and you know um 
adventurousness, I, I, I guess you can almost say. I mean, is it, is it uh, fair to say you just like him because you don't, he doesn't seem formulaic to you? Like he can't really pin down where he's going to go from track to track and from bar to bar? Yeah, which is, it's, it's, it's very fresh sounding. So, like a lot of EDM to me, who's someone that doesn't listen to a lot of EDM, different, some artists blend into each other. A, a lot of artists, like they do sound different, they do their own things. Um, but like bands like Odessa, um, you know, they're, they're doing something just a little bit different or a little bit fresher or a little bit more ahead of the curve. Um, and I think like where Flume is at right now and where they've been at, they're not necessarily a trendsetter, but they are usually a little bit further ahead of the trend than, than other artists might be. So it's, they'd be interesting to see live. I, I, I would be interested to see how they perform. What about, um, you mentioned JPEG Mafia. Uh, so obviously he's got the song with Flume that's like I think his most played from the mixtape. And it's, I think it's also JPEG's most played on Spotify is uh, How to Build a Relationship. You've heard this song, obviously. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah he, he goes hard. He, go, he, he goes in there. He's great. Yeah, I hadn't heard of the JPEG Mafia guy before, but I'm all in on him now. Uh, I had, I think on like the eighth episode, uh, John, John the Box uh, was telling me about JPEG and I saw on his Instagram story a couple of JPEG songs like two days later and I started listening to him. He's really good. Are you going to be... Are you going to be at both of those shows, you think? Because I'm, I'm having trouble kind of pinning down uh, where I want to spend my time. I like rap in my in my free time at the gym, on my commutes, whatever. But I'm not a big rap show guy, so I'm I kind of hesitate to like give time to JPEG, especially when I know I'm going to give it to Denzel. I'm probably going to give it to uh, a few of these other SoundCloud guys, like Ski Mask on Sunday, because I just don't have any better ideas. So I'm kind of on the fence about going to all these shows. Are you going to go to JPEG? Uh. Yes. Yeah, probably. I mean, it really depends on um, what stage and what time. Like the, the, the schedule, I think, matters quite a bit. I would go like if it's like JPEG versus Joji, I'm going to JPEG. If it's like JPEG versus like Sharon Bonnet, I'm going probably to JPEG. If it's like JPEG versus Denzel Curry, I'm going to be at the Curry show. Yeah. Um, like it, 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 kind, it kind of sucks because like JPEG is a lot of fun, but they're also new. I, they're not that new, but they're relatively, they've only kind of blown up recently and, and their blow up isn't even like that big. So if I go, you know, in a year or two again, will they be there? Probably. Right. Or the, although like they will come through Toronto at some point or, or what. So I, I think there's going to be other opportunities um, to see them. So. Uh, How much does the Toronto angle influence your, uh, your show selection? Cause that's one thing I, I don't consider, although I, I maybe sh- I could, I guess, cause I'm close enough, but. I, anytime I see one of these guys that I, I much like you, uh, Al, I, I think to myself, like, you know what? I could probably catch these guys for 20 bucks at like the Danforth or 20 bucks at like 77 in Hamilton. But I just, I end up going to the shows anyway. Uh, how much does that impact your decision making? Um, pretty heavy. Not going to lie, pretty heavy. And, and that's why I'm pretty disappointed with the, like, like I was talking about earlier, the, the middle class on, on this lineup. Like there's a lot of shows uh, that are coming to, uh, Toronto this summer, like uh, bands like um, Death Cab for Cutie, they're playing RBC um, Echo Beach. 100% uh, expected them to be at Oceaga, honestly, um, just because I, I don't believe they have a Montreal uh, date. And it would, it would just kind of make sense. It's like, oh, let's buff out this this uh, undercard. Let's buff out like some of, some of these bigger, but not not headliner acts. And they would have been kind of perfect for that, right? I mean, a lot of people know their songs. They have their quiet songs, but they also have 
um, some older, rockier stuff as well. Uh, that would have been, I think, uh, kind of fun to see. Um, obviously, Vampire Weekend is huge now. Um, mm-hmm. But I saw them in, in 2013 and they were great. And they, they would have been a very cool band to see uh, at Oceaga again. Um, then you've got a couple other um, like actual rock bands that dropped records uh, or will be dropping records this year. Like uh, the, there's the British band Catfish in the Bottleman. Like they have made a bit of a splash. They've got a record coming soon. They don't have any like, you know, Montreal date. They would kind of fit in there, right? They'd be a good afternoon act um, or even Passion Pit, um, kind of like an indie darling. And they're nowhere near as big as, as they were, but they're uh, doing a 10 year tour for their album Manners. Um, they would have been kind of perfect for this as well. Just like just another one of those acts that, you know, is, isn't a headliner, but definitely kind of worth having on a festival lineup. Um, yeah. So I, I, I think like there's, there's all those different bands that are coming through Toronto that didn't really want to have to spend money on in Toronto and was really hoping would be at Oceaga. Um, so the, the, the Toronto aspect is, is pretty big. Like I, I, I get to skip a couple of, of uh, these bands and they do come through this year, but I was, I was really hoping for just a little bit more in the undercard as, as far as headliners go. I mean, really I, the luminaires, I already talked about them, but we got, we got Gambino, we got Impala. Like that's, that's pretty good. Should I be happier about Jay Baldwin than I am or no? About who? Sorry. <laughs> it's probably a good answer. Jay Baldwin. I don't know who that is either. He's in, uh, one of those Cardi B songs. He's the he's the Friday third name in. Uh, I I don't know how. I mean, even if you like Cardi B, which you know is is a sin punishable by death uh, in any country that I'm in charge of. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm I'm unclear on how this guy makes it to the front line. Like, do people pay attention to this? You're. I mean, you're you're. Uh, I, I I understand that you're you're probably a guy who doesn't listen to a lot of Cardi B, much like myself, and probably much like anyone over twenty. I would guess, but. How yeah. does this guy make it to this headline? Like, what is the festival's line of thought there? Jay Baldwin. Yeah, you're right. Friday, Jay Baldwin. Oh, wow. I drew like a blank on that. Who the fuck is that? Uh, he's in one song with Cardi B, that, uh, the one that's always on the radio. I can't remember. It's uh, I Like It. I Like It is the name of the song. And they bite the whole beat and most of the lyrics from um, whatever that's others. I like it. I like it. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to sing for people, but... Um, yeah, I, so I don't know. And the other thing I was thinking while you were kind of going through the, the acts that would have fit, I don't, I'm looking through the lineup and like apart from the headliners, and maybe it's supposed to be like this, but who's, who's breaking the bank for the festival? Like you said, the Lumineers' uh, talent representation must be incredible if they're getting headline status, fine. Flume is probably a pretty expensive act to get. I don't know what Logic is charging these days. I don't know what Hozier is charging these days. K is from Montreal. He plays Oceaga every year. I can't imagine he's he's uh, taking an arm and a leg for his services. So I I don't understand why they couldn't fill the card out with a few more acts. You're right, Death Cab for the uh, for every slow kind of uh, dreamy tune they have. There's something a little quicker that could have got you through an afternoon set on a Friday, Saturday, or Sunday afternoon instead of uh, you know. I mean, take your poison. This Joji guy, I know people like the filthy Frank thing. Do you, do you know the history of this Joji guy? Like, do you want to give me some detail on that? Because I'm unclear on exactly where this guy came from. I know a bit about filthy Frank just because I spend time on Reddit, but I have no idea why this guy's on the lineup. Um, I, okay. So I don't, I don't know a ton. I, I know a little bit. So, I mean, like 
you got filthy frank who had this like pink guy music thing that was like was it was it was a meme it was it was it was a joke right um and then eventually joji um or i forget i forget what his real name is i don't i don't actually know if it's if it is joji but uh, the guy behind filthy frank and pink guy he uh, for health reasons, decided to just kind of shut all of that down and then has kind of redirected his creative energy to making like this kind of dreamy, dark kind of R&B. And it's fine. Like it's, 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 it's kind of fine background music. It's, it's whatever. Like it, it leaves a little bit to be desired, but it's, it's okay. Um, but it's, it's also like new, right? Like he, I think he started dropping stuff under joji maybe end of 2017 early 2018 or something something like that so it's it's very weird that he's third line when i think his, like his his full album only came out last year so yeah I, it, it that that to me him being billed so high which it's not high but high enough is is strange to give you an idea of uh this guy's musical prowess on uh google if i type in joji it autofills pink guy, but then it gives you Joji and sort of the uh, contact card slash quick bio on the right hand side. Doesn't yeah. have doesn't have musician under his name. It's got internet celebrity. So even these guys don't think he's a musician, even though he seems to have a discography that goes ten pages uh, of YouTube videos and God only knows what else this stuff is. Like I'm gonna have to listen to it because I'll probably wind up like walking by this guy's set or waiting. For him to finish for someone else to come on that's always how it turns out with these uh these sort of like weird acts i would i would like put him in the same uh same bracket as some of these other um soundcloud guys ski mask jpeg D- denzel was a soundcloud guy not so much anymore there's a few others boogie with the hoodie you know they're they're gonna be probably good shows um because they have dedicated fan bases and i mean some of those acts will be elbows out and uh you know smashing into people you don't know spilling beer on people you uh wish you didn't spill beer on because it probably costs like 10 bucks but you know yeah, whatever yeah. whatever like I'll, I'll go i don't mind uh if, if it costs me like an hour in the afternoon and i have nothing better to do i, I won't feel too bad about it because wh- let's face it once you get to a stage you want to see a couple acts on it doesn't matter who's playing there first. You're not going to leave the stage because pink guy is playing there for another 20 minutes. You're going to stay there and stick around. No, exactly. And, and that, that's kind of the thing. It's like, I'm just going through um, his record from last year. And I was like looking through like a couple of the songs and like, there's, there's like maybe two or three songs that like have made it onto one of like my playlists somewhere. And it's like, yeah, right. Slow dancing in the dark. And I think test drive was one. I don't, I don't remember, to be honest. I th- that, na- that, that name is familiar. I know, I know Yeah Right is, is, is definitely like probably my favorite song by him, but like it's, it's low-key. It's kind of boring. It's, it's, it's like, I, I don't know. Um, who, who, who was an artist like this last year? There was, uh, it was Rex Orange uh, County. Yeah, um, that kind of like R&B-ish, kind of like indie rock-ish. I don't know. I I like his music. He was fine. I saw his set last year and it was, it was boring. It was good. It was talented, but it's very boring. Um, and I think Joji's going to fall into that kind of same, same like afternoon kind of snooze set. He's got, uh, I'm, I'm just on his, his Spotify page here. You've inspired me to go look at some of his stuff. So slow dancing in the dark has an unbelievable 126 million spins. Holy fuck. 
I can't get I can't get over this. Like this is nuts. They have so I think the Lumineers top song I just went to look has like two two ninety something. So this guy's not far behind the Lumineers. FYI, Lumineers fan, time to get a hold of yourselves. Uh, yeah. The fourth the fourth track down can't get over you is with Clams Casino, who does a lot of good uh, beat work and production for ASAP the ASAP crew. And Clams uh, Casino that that's that's Milo right? Who's Milo? Uh, he's a he's a rapper. Um, I don't know. Clams Casino is the guy I see on production credits all the time uh, for ASAP Rocky. Let me see. Milo Clams Casino. I, I, I could be totally wrong on that. I uh, No, you know, I don't, I don't think it is. Well, no, Milo. Got, now you're freaking me out. Clams Casino is... No, nah, it's all... Uh, this is oh, no, you know, you, know, you know what? Um, Milo, uh, his, his side uh, project is, is Scallops Hotel. Uh, okay. Which look, <laughs> look, that's that's very close to Clams Casino. Great but, name, whatever. yeah. Um, Hotel, outstanding. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, he, I guess he's he's probably bigger than I thought. It's I don't I can't see it. That's crazy. <laughs> is, this, is this a product of your age? Like, how old are you? Feeling you're like- twenty twenty three. I'm I'm okay, not so. I'm, I'm not I'm not younger. I'm not old. Yeah, you're 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 old enough. You think this is ridiculous, which is good. It's a sign of the times, buddy. You're coming. You're coming of age. <laughs> this is it. <laughs> while while Pink Guy is spinning two hundred million, uh, two hundred million hits on Spotify. Okay, Al, we're 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 uh, about about forty five minutes in here. Uh, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you a handful of quick questions. Take a few shots, right. and then uh, we'll get you out of here. So you've been okay. you've been how, how many festivals have you been to? Not just Oceaga. Like try and count up the number of festival tickets you bought, including the. Uh, underachieving, probably uh, expensive beyond uh, reasonable means the RBG festival as well. <laughs> um, man, so, okay, so Oceaga, uh, I guess Nick's needs free, but like we'll just throw it in there. Um, that counts. Yeah, uh, the Nationals Homecoming Festival. Um, that show I went to with Mac, US Girls, Calpurnia, like there were, there were, that's like a little mini day fest. I'm, I'm going to throw that on there. Um, I think I think four or five. Oh yeah, you know I went to City Folk twice. Uh, yeah, let's let's say let's say uh, five five fests. Five festivals. What's the best act you've seen? Uh, all five festivals on the table. Oh damn, that is hard. Um, oh man, uh, Follow John Misty at City Folk was very very good. Um, the National I've now seen three times at a festival, and they every single time I've seen them. Uh, they've been just, no, I've seen them four times at a festival. Holy shit. Uh, every single, no, five times. No, uh, I've seen, I've seen the national a fuck of a ton of times. Like it's five been times. a bunch of times. Eh? Yeah. You and yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So they, they always put on a fantastic show. Um, going back to Osh 2013, Phoenix was there. They were incredible. Um, Vampire Weekend was a lot of fun. Two door cinema club at, th- at that time was still pretty good. Um, that like that that festival was really stacked. Um, last year, who was who was a highlight for me last year? Future Islands were just a, like a ton of fun. If, if you're into that kind of music, I was I was right up in the front row, and that and that was just a, a wild show. It, it's it is hard to pick one. It, it really has to be, I think, probably the national for me. But that's because I do love that band a lot, so I'm a bit biased. What about? Uh... I won't say worst act. I know I said worst. I said best act the first time. But what's the worst show you've seen? Maybe the the show you thought you know, had a, a high ceiling that ended up just being terrible. Oh man. Um, I think probably I saw this band. They're like this emo revival band called mom jeans. 
And I, the, the band name is great. Um, <laughs> emo, emo revival should have been where that conversation ended for a lot of people, but okay. Yeah. 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 Emo, emo revival. I'm not even gonna get into it. Um, I, it just shouldn't exist, but I, I quite like a lot of the bands that are kind of in that, in that scene, but mom, mom jeans, they, they have, they have some okay songs. Uh, I saw them live um, at, at the hard luck bar in, uh, in Toronto. And that was a garbage show. And like, I didn't have super <laughs> high expectations for it, but that was, that was pretty fucking bad. And the openers were just some of the worst things I've ever, like maybe ever heard. Like just friends is, was one of the openers. Um, and they, and they were just embarrassing to be honest. I actually felt embarrassed to be in that crowd. And uh, there, I don't even remember the, there was another opener as well. And their name wasn't worth remembering. It was, it was pretty bad. That's uh that's quite a story. How did you, I mean, at the risk of, um, at the risk of forgetting about the rest of these questions, how did you hear of a band called mom jeans? Cause I think, I think deep down, I'm still probably like 16. <laughs> I have no idea. Like, they I they probably came up on like my discover. Mom. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Mom jeans. Yeah. I, uh, well, I applaud you for giving him a shake. Cause I, I definitely wouldn't have gone to a show like that, but this is probably why you have such a diverse taste in music. And I am here. Uh, bitching and moaning about the Lumineers and sitting color. So I digress. Uh, Fair enough. Uh, what's the most likes you have on an Instagram post? Uh, I think probably 50 something. It's, it's got to be one of my Gambino posts um, from when I saw him in, um, I, was it September last year? I think it was September. Yeah, it's, I think it's about 50 something, 53 or 54. I don't have that many followers. I only got like 170 followers or something. So by percentage, um, that's outstanding. Yeah, it's, 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 it's not bad. It's it like, you know what, like most, most of my photos kind of average anywhere like 15 to 20. So when I, when I do get a post that gets like 50, it's like, oh, that, that's kind of fun. But, taste, taste. Are you, are you um, running in circles where like people are throwing down three to 400 like posts on the regular? Or are you running in circles of sane people with full-time jobs? Because there's only one or the other. Um, mo- mostly in the this, in this sane category. There's a, there's a couple of friends I have that, uh, that just get hundreds of likes on on virtually nothing um they'll just like post like a photo of like themselves and like a friend or something and get like hundreds of likes uh my my stepsister just gets hundreds of likes on her post and like and they're not they're nothing like i shouldn't say they're nothing special but they're really like just like just like just like a group photo or something like that be like 300 likes i'm like fuck right off (laughs) (laughs) it's good that you said you shouldn't have said it but you know what it turns out you did say it and uh sound like you meant it so that's good maybe thanksgiving (laughs) or easter should be a little bit more interesting now can't wait they they 100 percent won't listen to this so (laughs) (laughs) yeah true that sucks that sucks (laughs) I, i gotta branch out i have to like find more people i gotta get a billboard in toronto or something a billboard in Toronto. I have to. What choice do I have? I have to make sure they hear about that because I need to know how Easter dinner goes. Once you guys, uh, once. Oh, you guys well, not not for the pod. Just just <laughs> just for me shit talking. Yeah, that's it. Just to hash that out. Oh, wonderful. Uh, okay. Okay. What's your favorite song right now? Oh man, um, favorite song right now. You know what? I've been really. Um, I was kind of down on the last Arctic Monkeys record for a while but it clicked with me a couple of weeks ago and the song starship and the first track off of um that record last year tranquility base hotel and casino that's a really cool song um so i've been listening to that a little bit and um fuck that the little nas x and my uh not mothers uh billy ray cyrus track um it's hilarious okay <laughs> i i can't believe after the hour we just spent talking about like the nuance 
that's present in like picking a lineup and uh you know em- embracing your uh di- diverse music tastes you're going with uh i'm, I'm not even gonna repeat <laughs> the name of the song but <laughs> hey, old, old town road <laughs> it's good man that's good billy ray cyrus is still doing stuff and that's all right <laughs> it's it, it's 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 so stupid like it's 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 it, like i can't get over how funny it is I should, but it's catchy I should, like, yeah i know it's catchy i've heard it a couple of times um yeah, I, I don't know where the name Lil Nas X came from. That's a whole other story. That's like that's like uh, triggering to my inner sort of '90s hip hop head. But uh, I'll leave. Oh, that one hundred percent, one hundred. Well, because like, how, how do you na- like? What are you doing, man? Come on, there's, you, there's any number of names. There's a host of different options for a, a young guy who's trying to you know make a name for himself. You go with Nas, Nas, who by the way just put out a pretty good like seven song LP with uh, Kanye last summer. Very yeah. good seven song LP. Like he went with Nas. Come on, give me a break, man. This is nuts. I can't believe that's allowed. <laughs> well, no, not only that, he's like, um, for anyone that is still a fan of XXX Tentacion, like, I mean, he also, he also put X in there too. Right. Yeah. And I mean, like, I, I, I don't like that. That dude was a, just a terrible person. Didn't care for his music at all. But like for anybody that like referred to the uh, Tentacion is just, just, just X wrote tons of people on hip hop heads did, but I mean, he, he went and got that market as well. Right. So, it's insane. God, these kids. I'm going to start a rap career, I think, under like little Pusha TX or something and see how it goes. Little Pusha TX? <laughs> What's the worst that can happen, right? I either get a well, hit push, or, I, or I sit on the Pusha will just come after you. Yeah, he might actually. Maybe he's exposing me for hiding a child. That seems to be his move these days. So I don't know. Like, I don't think I have one, but if I did, he'd probably be the one who exposed me for it. Yeah, he'd, he'd find it. Yeah, uh, no doubt. Um, okay, one more. Two more. Two more. Uh, do you have any Bitcoin? You're a young guy. I think maybe you should have some Bitcoin. I actually, okay. Uh, fun story. In 2013, we're going back to 2013 again. Um, it was a good I, year for you. It was a good year. 2013 was a great <laughs> year for me. Um, it's, it's all been downhill. Uh, but um, yeah, uh, it was like maybe a month or two in university. And my roommate and his friends, uh, they're like, hey, um, this Bitcoin thing. We just like bought into it, Patrick. And this is like on the first big time that it, it went up. And like uh, this one guy, Patrick, is like uh, one of my uh, old roommates' friends. He bought um, in and made like two grand. Um, and then we're like, okay, let's all get into this. So we, we all bought um, Bitcoin and then uh, it crashed. And I think at the time, like it only gone up to $800 or something. And, and then, then it crashed down to like 400. So we're like, okay, well, we have all of our money invested in Bitcoin. Let's um, turn it into Litecoin. Um, which is like another cryptocurrency that was kind of starting around that time. Um, and then I think eventually we put it back into Bitcoin and we use this uh, repository called BTCE, um, which last year when Bitcoin, or is it two years ago now, that, uh, was at its highest point, uh, was seized uh, by the FBI. Um, so when I logged in to go, I'm like, oh, I'm going to start selling my Bitcoin again. My $50 investment is now worth a couple hundred. It was like 600 bucks or something like that. Um, yeah. The website had uh, had been taken down, which was just super unfortunate. It's too bad. It's too bad. It sounds like you could have got in on the ground floor. It would have really, you know, even further improved that year for you. But at least you knew about it. Like I didn't even know about it until like twenty sixteen or something. So yeah, I, I I'm, I'm just I'm online too much. That's that's part of the problem. That's good. It's good for you. I hear that's really good. For you. I know there's a lot of studies coming out now that say being online is really good. I'm just fucking with it. Obviously, it's yeah, yeah, no, no. absolutely terrible. But it's okay, man. You're doing all right. You're doing all right. Um. And finally, the last question I have for you is, uh, well, it's, it, it's in my notes here, which I no longer look at during the shows, but it's 
your favorite beer. But people have been giving me like all kinds of weird stuff. Like I had a guy on from Texas, like I said, who gave me like a weird kind of fizzy, non-alcoholic, like summer cocktail. And I kind of want to try it. I got to be honest with you. It's not warm enough here in Ontario yet, but like in a couple of weeks, I might go hunt some of this stuff down. So give me your favorite alcoholic drink and also, uh, I don't know, something else you drink during the day when you don't want to seem like a, a boozer on the bus or something. Um, oh, let's see here. Um, my favorite, favorite beer. I think my favorite beer is probably uh, Bo's Love Trap. It's brewed just outside of Ottawa. Um, but it's great. Like, like it's, a, it's a nice kind of balance between a craft beer and just kind of like your, your normal kind of domestic. Um, is that the white can with the gray detailing? Kinda. Yeah. It has like a tractor on it. It's like yes, a yes, white yes, and gray yes. can. Yeah. Okay. Um, they used to sell it in those big 600 uh, mil bottle, like four packs. Um, and uh, yeah, now, now they've got it in, in cans. Uh, it's great. It's, it's just fantastic. It's very, um, I don't know, it's like smooth, I guess is the word. Um, okay. Different, different batches definitely taste better than some. Like there's some batches that are really good and some that are just okay. Um, so it can be a little bit inconsistent, which is, which is weird. But if you get it on tap, it's usually always amazing. Uh, yeah, great beer. Um, and you know what? I do have to um, make a comment. The, the no-name beer uh, is, is legitimately not bad. Um, around, was, I think it was St. Patty's weekend. I went to the LCBO. They had these uh, six-pack boxes of no-name beer, like the yellow box with the black label and i'm like this is ridiculous it was 660 for the six it was like a buck ten of beer um yeah. it was really good it was like it was basically like a canadian uh which is you know kind of your cheap cheap beer but for the price for a dollar ten uh you really can't beat that uh they just don't seem to have it all the time so if you're drinking for volume a buck ten of beer yeah that's not bad at all where i don't know where you've been i've never seen that the no-name beer i've seen like president's choice beers around but i've never seen the no-name beer yeah yeah no it, it was um they don't seem to have them that often I, I think they only put them out on select weekends i should look into this because i'm a guy who likes to save money out and if i can save money on beers i will do it i don't drink that much but uh if i could save a couple of bucks because i'm i think i'm like everyone else now where like you go to the liquor store and i'm buying stuff that i know as opposed to stuff that i want to try because i think most of these like I don't know. They, they, they call it small batch. And like you kind of described it with bows where some batches are better than others. To me, that's, it's qual that's a quality control problem. It's not yeah. a, yeah. Cause bows, bows will market it as like, Oh, everything is small batch. Everything is this, everything is that. What it really means is you guys don't have your quality controls set up to a point where you can reliably produce stuff at a cost that makes sense for you yet. And so I, I kind of like going to like the Creamores, the Heineken's, the, the Mill Streets, which was like the hipster favorite seven, eight years ago, now is uh, about as mainstream as Coors and Canadian. But they're all they're all good. I don't I don't have a yeah. problem with drinking beer. Yeah, no, I mean, and and, and that's the thing too. It's like uh, the only one I kind of just kind of turn turn my nose at is, is probably Coors. But if there's no beer and I want a beer and it's there, I'll probably drink it if it's cold. Well, that, that, that's pretty much Saturday it. Saturday afternoon at the festival, buddy. It's cold and it's easy to it goes down pretty easy. Leave it at that. Oh yeah, no. Last last year, uh, the 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 cores and and Molson uh, tall boys, um, there were too many were consumed. Yeah, like sign me up for that. Um, okay, and finally, Al, uh, at the conclusion of our time here, you have uh, one question for me. Whatever you want. I mean, pretty much anything. I'm I'm not going to get political, but pretty much anything. <laughs> <you want. laughs> okay. Um. Let's let let's let's see here. Um. Who are you most excited to see? Because I think I think we talked a lot about um, you know kind of kind of what I want to see there. 
uh, what some of my opinions are, but I mean, out, out of the artists that, that are there, who, who are your kind of favorites? Like what, what, you know, kind of festival set are you going to be camping for, if any? Okay. I'm not a camper, but I'm telling you now, sneaky, um, sneaky undercard hits for me. For sure. Okay, I'll, I'll go through them. Okay, I don't have a particular favorite this year, which is kind yeah. of uh, a good thing. I think a lot of people who have favorites get set, and then they are, of course, uh, let down a little easier than most. I like the undercard this year more than years past, and so I'm pretty hyped up. On Friday, I think you're right. I think Gucci Mane has a high ceiling and probably a pretty high floor, too. You know exactly what you're going to get, and if he delivers, it's going to be a knockout show. Denzel Curry is going to be really good. People sleep on him. Because he's uh, he's okay. I'll, I'll I'll be honest. He's a little rough around the edges for me, especially his rap style. But there's a song he does with a Vancouver producer, Akali, called Babylon. He will play it. It's gonna be nuts, and not a lot of people know because it, it doesn't show up in his top five on Spotify. Bob Moses, they're okay. I I probably will sit for them if they're uh, if they're doing an afternoon show. And then also friday like if you guys are into rock dear rouge is for you they're a good group man they yeah, they play definitely. they play a lot of good stuff they're good right people don't know them but they're they're a good group yeah uh, they're, for, they're good for saturday uh i will be at chemical brothers you have to be at chemical brothers i won't camp like i said i'm not the kind of guy who's gonna uh blow a whole day waiting by a stage and uh you know pissing on my shoes just so i can see it an act but uh yeah, you, gotta, you gotta get the uh concert catheter no 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 pain on shoes i know the camelback eh the reverse camelback <laughs> yeah exactly something, something yet to be invented but i'm sure somebody somewhere will make money off that before time is up uh rufus du soul is an excellent act they are a kind of indie electronic group they sing their own stuff the production is really good and there's a couple of like absolute thumper remixes people have done other stuff that i understand they play from time to time with their shows we talked about young the giant that's going to be a good show sneaky 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 undercard that no one i have heard uh I've, I've not heard anyone talking about this in the reddit chat on this show any of my friends lewis the child okay these guys okay. they play you know lewis the child like do you, do you know no. their show? no i don't but but uh, you're right i haven't heard anybody talk about them and they're built pretty high so maybe i should look them up Lewis the Child is a good, uh, I would compare their production. It's not comparable to Flip, but it's at least in the same vein. It's not something that's very, really formulaic. It's not super predictable. They get a lot of good female vocalists, which I like in EDM music. And uh, it's good for a lot of stuff. I, just anecdotally, uh, my girlfriend, not at all into EDM music, but since we share a mortgage, we share music taste now. And if, <laughs> if, if I have to, uh, if I have to uh, pick a tune, usually Fridays and Saturdays, we go back to back and just pick tunes while we have a couple of beers, make dinner. Lewis the Child is the one that I can slide into the playlist that like will bang live. That also uh, your friends who are, uh, you know, not quite uh, initiated in the scene can bob their head to. They'll like it. That's a guarantee. Black Tiger Sex Machine is going to be a yep. heater show. Sophie Tucker, always good at Oshiega. They played a few times there. Grizz, always good. Two Feet, as you mentioned, emotional, psychological trauma last year. Caused him to drop out. He's going to be great this year. He's posted about it on Twitter. That's a show you're going to want to see. <sighs> what else on Saturday? That's probably it for the, the sneaky ones. Sunday, Gambino. I saw Gambino at Oshiega in 2015, I think. I'm uh, so jealous. I'm so jealous of that. You have no idea. Yeah. That show was insane. That guy's uh, eyeballs were floating three inches in front of his head. He was flying, but he was nuts for a full hour and a half. That was an excellent show. Keishonada is a Montreal guy. He'll bring it for sure. 
Magic is high energy. I don't like their new stuff that much, but the CD, I can't remember the name of the album with Gold Guns Girls has all of oh, their, their, their first one, yeah. That, that, the, that first record still is, is so fucking good. It really does hold up. The whole, the whole album is good. And that's coming from a guy who likes a lot more rap and EDM stuff. So uh, take, that, take that and run with it uh, for all you sort of uh, uninitiated folks there who haven't heard Metric stuff. As far as uh, Sunday, Glorious Suns is something that pops up on my Instagram from time to time. A lot of my friends like them. I don't know what they're like. I get the feeling they're kind of like traditional rock and like rock and roll. If you if you were to you know draw a picture of rock and roll, this is what you would draw. But I don't know okay. much about them. Um, and then you mentioned Taylor Bennett. I, I have listened to a bit of Taylor Bennett. You're right. He has chance in most of his good songs, but you were correct, man. The talent is there with that guy and he has a lot of good stuff. And for whatever reason, I don't know if this is a product of him knowing uh, the same people that chance knows, but the production is good and good production translates. Good production travels. Well, it's not yeah. always easy to, to perform live, but good production travels well when you're, when you're really relying on, uh, on your beats and on your sound. So that's my uh, quick festival. He'll, he'll, be, he'll be really good for like, he's, he's going to get an early, set like he's gonna be like a two two thirty and he's going to fucking kill it in a yeah. half hour set it'd be good if he did man i would like that because he's uh yeah he's a guy i think deserves a little bit more buzz but it's hard he's living in he's living in the shadow of his uh of his big brother there so okay yeah. same Al, with the uh, yeah, yeah, sorry go ahead go ahead i was gonna wrap it up but i'll cut you off oh, so just 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 on uh what one one final kind of note there there's on brothers living in other brothers shadows um uh steve uh steve g lover or Steve Glover, uh, Gambino's uh, brother, is also a rapper. Pretty good. Um, no, no press about him ever, and he puts out music relatively consistently. A lot of it is pretty solid. Um, but just like Taylor Bennett, you know, the talent's there, but just never probably going to get big. Steve Glover. Yeah. I got. I'm going to look this guy up right now. Uh, Steve, I think he goes by Steve G. Lover. Steve G, Steve G Lover the third or Steve G Lover because there's two. It's just, just, <laughs> there's just Steve G Lover. I think I think it's the same guy. If you just if you search Steve G Lover, like I think the first couple songs that come up, like you've got like uh, No Hookahs, which is uh, which has a Gambino feature on it. You've got Lover Three, um, not Lover Three. What am I saying? Sorry, you got Spray. Um, Spray. All these songs have less than one thousand plays. This is like truly. This is like the initial investment level getting in on the ground floor of this guy. If you, if you start listening to this now, he, I think he's, he's got his first record. I think his first like record record is coming up this year. He's got a couple mixtapes and Georgia he has, Fornia is the one that's on here now. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's, uh, he's fine. He's, he's good. I think like the, the, the talent is there. Um, we'll just see what happens with him. But. Maybe Gambino will bring him out. That might be the start of something beautiful. Okay, Al, this is that was good, man. That was good. Uh, if people want to keep up with you, I I have to say I recommend you do because even if um, even if you're not a Oshiega kind of obsessed person like you know some of the other folks who come on the pod, Al's got a lot of good taste in music and he's got a lot of good stuff on his Instagram. It's like a it's like a visual mixtape of uh, artists you don't know yet, but you may in fact enjoy. So if you want to uh, link people to your socials, Al, this is the time. Yeah, no, uh, you can check me out on Instagram at 11th Hour Blues. I'm on uh, Twitter as well at, at uh, Grishmanoff, last name. Uh, I don't really post much on Twitter. But if you want to go on Instagram, 11th Hour Blues, the uh, 11s are uh, numbers. Um, yeah, that's it. Um, other than that, <laughs> I don't really post anywhere. So, 
Okay, dude, that's dope. Thanks for your time, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah no problem. This is fun. Thanks.